Hi, my name is Duncan and we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics. Um, I'm not joined by Matt in London this week, he's away, but I do have Ben in LA and Andy in San Fran. Um, ben, what is your football highlight of this game week one? So my FPL highlight was waking whoa, 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 up. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, this is not an FPL highlight. This is a real uh, football highlight. Uh, fo- Football highlight is just happened where Petr Cech almost kicked the ball into his own goal. Um, <laughs> so I think it's kind of, I thought it was funny because uh, with Pep and Man City and everyone trying to play, have basically ball playing goalkeepers. It seems like Arsenal trying to do it this season, except Petr Cech not super great with his feet. And um, I don't know if so you saw bad. it, but... Yeah, he saw it, but he had the ball. He was trying to play sideway pass, and he almost kicked it into his own net, and it lit, missed the post by like inches and went for a corner. So he is so I, bad with his feet, isn't he? He's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so that was probably my football highlight of the week. I kind of, if only had gone in, that would have just been so amazing. As an Arsenal fan, I don't feel the same. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was it. That was your football highlight of the week. Just you're yeah. just um, trolling Arsenal there and me. Thanks, yeah, Ben. No, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing else really to get excited about as a Man U fan. So, oh, true. Okay, Tro- so it's yeah, taking taking pleasure trolling in other Arsenal. People. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, you know, it's just as bad for you guys. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, okay, Andy, what was your football highlight of the week? Well, funnily enough, I found something excited to, something to get excited about as a Man U fan, which was uh, the, the, the I quite liked on Football Three Six Five. The uh, the headline was Shaw's shanked redemption. That was quite good um, for that <laughs> moment where where Luke Shaw um, scored. I almost feel like speaking of trolling, I feel like the whole United team is trolling Mourinho right now, like yeah. setting up Luke Shaw to score the winner in the opening game of the season. <laughs> This sort of team is like, <laughs> I don't know how the team can make it more clear they want to get rid of this guy. And also, um, Pogba scoring the penalty, playing great. Everyone being like, yay, oh, it's amazing. And then him coming out in the press today and saying, there's some things I can't say because I'll be fined. So you think, oh, it's all going to be fine. Oh, no, he still hates Mourinho. And he's making it really public. Yeah. Perfect. So that, my highlight was, uh, some. I, I feel like... Uh, it's both. It was not, it was a really heartwarming moment for Luke Shaw after his like awful experience at Man United to get his first career goal um, on the first day of a new season, which is kind of a, a redemption season for him. But also, in the in the longer term, I feel like that game may have shortened Mourinho's stay at Man United. So that's also made me happy. <laughs> um, I like that highlight. My my football highlight of the week was. I've got a few, actually, as I tend to do. My first one was, um, I don't know if you saw um, Pereira's first goal um, for Watford against Brighton. It was a set piece, a corner kick, which they played a short corner, knocked it to the edge of the box at the back post, and he volleyed it in. It was clearly something they've done before, and in match of the day, they'd shown that they'd done it like a few times last season as well, Watford. But I... The highlight was his celebration. They've rehearsed this thing. They've done it before. It's an amazing goal. And he starts doing the crocodile celebration, like putting his arms out in front of himself and clapping like he's a crocodile. It was one of the worst celebrations I've ever seen. <laughs> I, 
Like you've rehearsed this thing. Surely you've re- rehearsed a goal celebration. It was like, yeah, it was like a small child was celebrating a goal. Um, so that was an enjoyable football highlight. Um, but I think the main actual football highlight was was um, Wolves versus Everton and Fulham versus Palace. So kind of two promoted teams who've both come up with quality and with a good desire to play good football and really go for wins against two established Premier League teams who underperformed last season and look like they're going to now kick on this season or at least, you know, be quite exciting. And um, yeah, you know, Richarlison and two goals, Neves looking amazing. I didn't see much of him in the championship. I've obviously heard a lot, um, but it was just a great game. And, and Fulham Palace, just the Palace defence was my highlight. And, you know, Zaha and all of us um, being you know, knowing each other from a, a school in, in Croydon, Palace is a big team for us. So yeah, just seeing Palace looking like they're gonna they're gonna score quite a few goals this season, that was a big highlight. Um yeah, okay, nice one. Should we go on to our game weeks? We didn't have a chance to do another preview pod before the start of the season, unfortunately. So now we can kind of reveal our teams and also re- reveal our game week ones. Um uh, points. So, Andy, do you want to go first with your game week one results? Yeah, sure. So, um, my team. Um, I actually woke up in the morning on on Friday and completely regretted a lot of my choices and wish I had an extra day to play with it. Um, because sort of on transfer deadline evening, I then had a lot of like I, I did a lot of playing with it and hadn't done my research properly. So you'll uh, you'll see that come out when I when I tell you my team. Um, so my uh, this week I had Pickford in goal and Seamus Coleman in defence. So that moment when when Jagielka got sent off was like the worst thing ever because not only did uh, was it clear that Everton were going to lose, but then Wolves scored immediately and took two clean sheets away from my team. So that was an extremely bad moment for me. Um, so I had Pickford and Coleman each got one point. Um, my defence, other than Seamus Coleman, did pretty well. I had Mendy, Alexander Arnold, and Shaw. So um, between the three of those, they got a lot of points for me. Uh, if I had Wan-Bissaka in from the bench instead of Coleman, that would have been even better. But um, I guess a lot of people probably benched Wan-Bissaka this, this, uh, this week. Um, yeah. My midfield, I was so sure Leroy Sané was going to play, um, but then he didn't. So he got me one point. Uh, I had Kennedy, uh, Mo Salah as, as captain. Um, and my, uh, my big regret was putting in Max Meyer. So uh, he obviously didn't play, and Diego Jota came in for him. I got five points for him. Um, and up front, I had uh, Abamyang and Zaha with Arnautovic on the bench. My uh, my sub goalkeeper is Fabianski. So um, I've got currently fifty six points, but I've got five for Jota, who's about to come in, and I think Mendy's going to get some bonus points as well. So I'll probably end up on about what sixty five ish for the week. Yeah, it's not a bad game with one score, but I guess it's in comparison to a lot of big scores out there with defenders especially scoring a lot of points. And also, a lot of people have Richarlison, which I obviously don't have. Well, um, you do now. So, I, so I've heard. <laughs> I have after, uh, that have before or <laughs> It was about uh, one minute before the injury. So <laughs> that went well. 
Um, but he, according to the, the, the site, he has a 75% chance of playing next week. And with a whole week between now and then, um, I, I, having had such a good start of the season, I think that will probably become 100% by the next game. Yeah, I think we were chatting on the WhatsApp group saying that I think, you know, he's going to be fine. He was sitting on the bench. He wasn't going down the tunnel for treatment. So he looks like he's going to be fine for next week. I think it was just a precaution yeah. take. Yeah, exactly. And I do not want. Andy? Uh, my uh, my team is uh, well, Ben. This, it was your idea to do a Game of Thrones theme, right? So I've gone with uh, a Game of Thrones quote. There's no cure for being a Kante. <laughs> I I didn't know anything about this Game of Thrones themed team names. No one told me about this because mine's going to sound very was... if it has nothing to do. With it. di- <laughs> it's a different league that Ben and I are both in, so that's why uh, that's why you weren't. This is news to me. Is this the American <laughs> that I'm, I'm not included in? Indeed. It's called yeah, uh, it's, it's America. Because this... that's how they pronounce America over here. <laughs> okay. Well, me and Matt will set up a team for just us GB guys, and you guys won't be allowed. Huh. <laughs> Are there any other team name highlights from that league? Any Game of Thrones good ones? I've seen um, Game of Phil Jones. That was a good one last season. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, actually, it looks to me as that only Ben and I have even done the theme. So, oh my god, actually, that good. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! I really want to be part of that league. Um, okay, Ben, should we go on to your team. How did you do this week? And what was sure. Uh, so my team is called Ben the Me. Why? Referencing Ben Ben the Knee in Game of Thrones. I did not get that. Also, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been <laughs> that for a couple of weeks now, and I yeah, did not get that. Do you get? Did you get that, Andy? You got that reference, right? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I only got it when I started <laughs> looking for Game of Thrones quotes for my own name. <laughs> but I did get it when I looked for Game of Thrones quotes. Ben, check. Okay, okay. Phil Jones. Phil Jones. I think you need. Yeah, maybe I need to change my name. But also, I love Ben Me, so maybe I'll keep it. I love the commentators talking about Ben Me. Passes to me. Great ball from me. <laughs> um. So I got. I am currently on 74 points this week, uh, pre-bonus. I think Mane will get some bonus for me. So my team is, I have Edison in goal, who looked kind of really dodgy today with his passing. Um, and then my back line is, I have Tompkins from Palace, Robertson, who did well, he got an assist and a clean sheet. I actually went for... Damien instead of Luke Shaw, bizarrely. Um, and my reasoning was that Mourinho can't wait to drop Luke Shaw for Ashley Young, whereas like Valencia is, is injured, so I thought Damien would, would hang around for longer. And Luke Shaw's so not scored why... a goal in his career until now, so yeah. you, weren't, you weren't going to expect a goal from him, were you? How many has Damien uh, scored out of interest? It's got to be more than... <laughs> <laughs> it it may not be but also also in pre-season Damien was actually captain for one game so I thought oh maybe Mourinho likes him now so um, he's in my team and then my midfield did really well this week so I had Richarlison 
with two goals. I had Mane with two goals. I captained Salah. Mares was the only one that didn't do anything. Although I thought in the first half he looked he did he looked pretty good. I don't know what you guys thought. He was playing against Niles for most of the first half, and Maitland Niles is not a very good left back in my eyes um, as an yeah. fan. And I think once Lichtensteiner came on, he was up against a, a tougher prospect. Yeah, I think my worry, Mares, is he'll he. I mean, Pep's rotation, but hopefully he'll play next game because he got a couple shots off, so that was good. My entire front line blanked, so I had Arnautovic. Aguero, who missed the one-on-one, and Josh King. Um, I think we were talking that Callum Wilson got all the points this week for Bournemouth. And if you listen to us last season, we hate Callum Wilson for trolling us. So that was really annoying. <laughs> really annoying. that you, you had him in, in your team last season, didn't you, for ages, for that stretch where he just didn't score. Yeah. And Me- then they, they yeah. won a penalty. I thought Josh King was on penalties, but apparently... Wilson wrestled it off him, and then he missed. So maybe that is a good thing long-term, that King will be back on pens. I don't know. I think Eddie Howe probably wants to get Wilson scoring again. So I think yeah. he'll take it again. It seems very fluid, the Bournemouth penalty taker. Yeah. And then, like everyone else, I had Juan Bissak on the bench. My bench is actually really bad. It's I think it's one of the yeah yeah. I think it's one of the, the big mistakes I made was I thought Ben Narek from Southampton would start. He didn't start. Chalaba, I was planning long term. I was expect. I was thinking he would just get back in the team and I could just have him last that's, my bench. That's ambitious, isn't it? For getting in a player that you know is not fit to play <laughs> for Mike playing in a, a few weeks. That's surely madness. Well, I thought you know I I rarely use my third bench slot so it's just kind of like whatever my biggest mistake is I didn't realise that what's his name Hamer is that his his name Hamer 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 of Huddersfield was actually a starter so now I've got Stecklenburg as my backup goalie who doesn't play whereas if I had been doing my research I would have had Hamer I don't know I don't know how how you would have spotted that. I know we all know that Matt, um, who normally Matt spotted it, he spotted it. I don't know how. No one else I've seen anywhere has spotted it. He has Hamer in his team, obviously on his bench as a four point oh, but he he called that, which is amazing. But you don't need him. You've got Edison, so it doesn't really matter if you're sub goalie. Well. I I may be pla- I may be changing my team. I'll, I can talk about it later. But I uh, I feel like if anyone watched that City up. game, you got you need Mendy. Mendy is like playing like a left winger. So and he did that. He did that last season as well, didn't he? It's just I think everyone's forgotten because it was so long ago now. Yeah. But at the start of last season, before he got injured, he was like down that wing, putting crosses in more often than the actual left winger. So I think um, it's. His points per game for that period before he was injured is something like 5.7. And I know it's it doesn't come out like that in if you acted it pre-season, but I think that's because he did play a few games at the end of the season, which took it down. Um, but yeah, his stats are crazy from then. Yeah, so it, I know it's early, but I feel like I need to jump on the Mendy bandwagon. Yeah. So that he's probably my priority for next week. Okay. Um, yeah, Andy, what do you think? Reviewing Ben's team. 
Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say that Luke Shaw and Matteo Damian are now even on career, well, not career, on Man United, <laughs> like Premier League goals. So uh, that answers that question. Damian has five goals in his career, you've neglected to say. Yeah, I, I, uh, I did neglect to say that. For Man United, they've got, um, rough, they've got exactly the same number of goals now. Um, I think um, Ben's made a few solid choices there, hasn't he? Like um, Mane. I didn't pick Mane. Yeah. I, I thought really hard about Mane. I didn't pick him in the end and went for Sané instead. Not because I wanted a, a name that rhymes with Ane, but because um, <laughs> I wanted a 9.5 million midfielder. And uh, I was worried that um, coming off the back of the World Cup um, with Shakiri as an option, I didn't know whether... Uh, Mane would play a full game. I was turned out I was right. I did get two goals in before he got subbed off for Shakiri. So um, that's worked out with Ben, obviously. He got subbed off on like 75 minutes, I think, something like that. Yeah, so if that if that's going to keep happening, although I've heard that he's he could be on penalties for Liverpool now. He's oh, their really? new number 10. He's their new number 10, by the way. So there you go. What, on the back of his shirt or position? Oh, back of shirt, which is which is really important. <laughs> yeah, because Rashford is Man United's number ten, right? That's gonna uh, that's obviously that a, a clear signal. <laughs> it's like a confidence booster to have the number ten at the back of your. Yeah, it means you're the man. Yeah, it means you're the man. Yeah. Well, we'll the money. Um, we'll have to see. We have to see with the first penalty because Liverpool will obviously get a lot of penalties with the players they have and the football they play, and their penalty taker is going to be big part of it last season was it Salah can you remember Milner Milner when he was on the pitch right but he wasn't on and the then, pitch yeah and then if it wasn't Milner then it, I think it was Salah Salah definitely missed one against Stoke I think when I had him as captain um, <laughs> painful memories painful memories and then I didn't cap him again until it was too late um, okay nice one yeah I mean I, I like your team, Ben. I do think Chalaber was was madness. I think <laughs> unfairly burned by Bednarek because I, I looked at that and I thought that he he looked like he was going to start for Hughes, but um, but didn't. So I think that's a bit unfortunate. And you know, Wambasaka on the bench. I'm sure he's on the bench for most people as he is for me. Um, yeah, Damian. Sure, I can see your logic. I I understand why you went for that. Um, um, Remember, Damien was only two minutes away from getting a clean sheet and a bonus. So yeah. I was pretty pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Well, so was Luke Shaw, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I think. Um, what do you think about King Ben? Are you going to stick with him, or was it a one-week punt? Josh I'm just going to. I'm just going to stick with him for a bit. Um, because their fixtures are pretty decent. I want to see him play West Ham and Everton. Because um, I think Bournemouth, Bournemouth looking okay. So, and I'm not sure what other options there are. They were what was that Duncan? They were looking like they were pretty attacking, pretty confident. Yeah, I think the only the only option at that other bracket, which um, I think maybe you have him, is Zaha is also looking like a good option at that price range. Around like the King and Altovich price range, which um, maybe I'll look at. But I think I, I need to get Mendy first before I start playing around with other people. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think um, it's a good team. It's it looks pretty balanced, more balanced than some of the teams I've 
I've seen because you've got Manny in there, so you've got a 9.5. You've also got Mares, so you haven't gone light in midfield. You haven't gone too light at the back. You've got Robertson in there. Maybe Mane, um sorry, maybe Mendy will improve things a little bit more. But I, I do think, yeah, your bench is something to think about. Bednarek and Chalobah could be an issue. Yeah, come back, Chalobah. <laughs> well, he, he's probably not that far away, so we'll see. And he looked good when he played last season before the injury. Yes. Okay, shall I, shall I have a look at my team? So Yeah, go on. My name uh, for my team was not Game of Thrones themed. It was Star Wars themed. So I've gone for Obi-Wan Basaka, um, which thinking about it now, I could have gone for only one Basaka without a Star Wars theme which would have been more football-y, but I love Star Wars, so Obi-Wan forever. Um, That's a good name. <laughs> thank you, Andy. It's not funny, but it's a solid name. Um, but it's technically a pun. <laughs> yeah, it qualifies. Um, so I've done really well. Um, after <laughs> when I finished 200,000 in the world and had a, my worst season um, for about 10 years, um, I've got 80 points so far this week with um, possibly a few bonus to come in. Um, I've got uh, De Gea in goal. Um, So it was looking good for a clean sheet. Um, He got a save point. So I've got to be pretty happy with that. And he's just going to stay in there. And hopefully all season, if I can hold off cashing him in, because I've never had an expensive keeper. So I'd like to try a season with it because I've always flicked between 4.5s and it always ends up that the one that saves the penalty is on your bench or you get, you know, they get rotated out for someone else. And yeah, De Gea had such a great season. So hopefully I can resist temptation of getting rid of him. There's also that thing with the Man United defence, which you guys are probably aware of, that so many Man U fans um, buy Man Man United players um, and there's so many Man United fans out there that if Man U get a clean sheet, your overall rank can just plummet. So I think De Gea is the most sure start in that defence. Um, so that's why I, I splashed the cash. Then I've got uh, Robertson, who got me nine points. Van Aanholt, who was a last-minute swap-in for Tompkins just before the deadline, which I was quite happy with because Tompkins was in my drafts you know, since the, the game was released this summer and he came out right at the last minute just for the excitement level of watching Van Arnold play. I did a little bit of checking on stats last season. In the last five games, sorry, in the last 10 games for Crystal Palace, how many goals do you think Van Arnold scored? Now, I know it's, it's, it's high, right? It's like seven or eight or something. It's ridiculous. Okay, you've made it sound crap. It's five. <laughs> it's five. <laughs> Five goals in ten games, that's a goal every other game, which is a good rate for any decent striker. Um, and once I saw that, I, I just thought, I've got to have him. I've got to have him. You know, if you finish strong at the end of the season, there's every chance you'll start strong. And yeah, it, it worked out. He got 11 points. And he also had a goal disallowed as well. So um, yeah, I've got a bit of a, a conundrum next week when uh, Liverpool come to visit. Do I play him or do I not? Um my last defender playing this week was Alexander-Arnold. 
he got a yellow card and a clean sheet, so it was just five points. But on my bench, first sub is Mendy with 12 points. Ooh. Second sub is Juan Basaka with 12 points. Oh. Um, oh, 80 points, I'm happy. Let's move on. Um, then I got Richarlison. Um, I had him last season, and I kept him past the point of no return, um, you know, even up until up until the double game weeks he was in and around my team. Um, I don't know why I held on to him for so long. I just really liked him and I thought he was going to come back. But um, obviously he needs Marco Silva to play the way he does and he's going to do that, hopefully, continue doing that. Um, then Mo Salas, my captain, Bernardo Silva, and got me a goal against my team, which was bittersweet um, to see him smash in the second goal um, this afternoon. But um, with a Mendy assist, it was a Mendy assist as well, which is made it even more bittersweet. Um, <laughs> but at least he's <laughs> in my team, eh, Ben? Um, and then Jota um, was another last-minute addition. He got me an assist, uh, quite an unlucky assist, really. Although he could have been in, in on goal for the tackle where Jagielka got sent off, and he could have scored that because he's a finisher. Um, but I didn't think he looked very good in the game, to be honest. I thought he looked a little bit out of his depth. Maybe he's going to take a little bit more time to settle than Neves and some of the other Wolves players. He looked a little bit um, like a headless chicken, I thought. So we'll have to see if I can hold off playing a five-man defence next week and dropping Jota. Um, up front, I've got Zaha because... Um, yeah, same same again. Finished last season strong. He's ex- so exciting to watch as a, a fancy asset in any game. Um, and I love Palace. And yeah, I think he's got a good price up front. I think he'll have a good season. Then Aguero blanked. Um, but Huddersfield at home next week, that is going to be huge. Um, and not just Huddersfield at home next week. Uh, Newcastle at home in game week four. Fulham at home in game week five. So... I just I looked at those fixtures and I thought I've got to have Man City attackers in my team. So hopefully Bernardo Silva will stay in and hopefully Aguero doesn't get rotated. Um, hopefully he just gets if he gets any min- minutes lost, it's just at an end of the game like today where Jesus gets subbed on. My last playing player was Josh King. Uh, I was sucked in by Fancy Football Scout um, and all their their advice. I don't want to point fingers. But um, they all seem so keen on uh, Josh King. Um, Mark, especially the host of their podcast, um, was was saying he was sure he was going to, you know, come in and score. His his preseason had looked brilliant. He scored four goals. Um, I've, yeah, since since his like, scoring run a couple of seasons ago now, when he was four five, I think, and I got him in for the hat trick. Since then, I. I've thought that he hasn't looked particularly strong, particularly promising, but I just, I was swayed and I thought, you know, for one, one game week, I'll give it a go and, and try and learn from my mistakes of not taking other people's advice. But it turns out I was wrong. I should stick to my guns and I'm great. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe not, but um, I don't think. He... Who would, who would have you, who would have you gone? So for Arnie, him? Arnie was, Arnautovic was in my team. Every draft I've done, mm-hmm. uh, same as Tompkins, but he came out at the last minute because of this um, game week one fixture. He's coming straight back in for um, West Ham's fixture 
Mm. Um, but we can talk more about that a bit later on. My last players on the bench are Stevens of Brighton. I don't even know his first name. Dale Stevens. He's the <laughs> 4.5 midfielder who just sits there and gets two points each week. I did have um, I did have Kennedy for 5.0, who I think is a great price. And I think Andy has made a good choice by going for Kennedy. He He looked really dangerous, I thought, and he should have scored. Um, and I think he'll for five five million. It's it's a good one. But I just I've got plans. I've got a million in the bank, and I've got plans to spend those on specific players this week. Arnie coming in, and the following week, I'm thinking Mkhitaryan in for Jota when Arsenal's fixtures change. And I just want to keep that flexibility in my team. And I've spent so much on my defence that I feel like. Um, I can't justify spending more on my third sub. Um, so that's why I've gone for him. And then Boric and goal, who cares? I've got De Gea, so he's 4.0. And I'll, I'll just leave it like that, I think. Yeah, what do you guys think? Um, Josh King's a funny one, isn't he? Because, like you say, he had that, um, that scoring run a couple of seasons ago. And, like, before that happened, I, I, liked, I, sort of, I liked him as a player because he was a Norwegian person called Josh King, which I just thought was fun. Um, and yeah, of course. Um, then he did that, that scoring. I was like, oh, great, I'll put him in. And that obviously was the week that he stopped scoring and hasn't scored since. So my, um, my theory on him is that I've obviously ruined his career. And so I should never pick him again. So I, I listened to the Fantasy Football Scout as well. And I was like, nope, not going to happen. I've already ruined his career. It's never going to work. Um, <laughs> now, that I've, now that I've committed this on record he's probably going to start scoring again but we'll see yeah I, I really like your team Duncan I kind of agree that Jota didn't he didn't look that great so um, I think that's a smart move the only thing I wonder about your team is if there's a second expensive midfielder who really takes off if you want to try and get yeah, him and Salah like maybe I think the, the way I might oh, sorry like, you go Ben yeah yeah because um, there's Mane there's potentially Ericsson Hazard looked really good when he came on so it'll be interesting to see if they're, they're two expensive midfielders that become like kind of like the template and then what people I've got a plan do. my plan is I had a look at this last night Jota Mkhitaryan didn't look particularly good today and I was waiting for that to see how good he looked because my plan was to replace Jota with Mkhitaryan but he really didn't look good in Arsenal. I know it's against City but they didn't look like they clicked into the new system yet and this pressing game, I don't think that they're fully on board with that. So, especially Mkhitaryan who looked poor. Neves looked great and I liked his post-match comments saying, you know, we're here to win games, especially at home. Um, and he's 5.0 he could be on penalties for them he took a penalty in pre-season he's on free kicks he was on corners last season I think but it looks like he's sharing that or Moutinho has taken some of that but his dead balls and his general his assist was great and he looked Premier League quality so Jota could go down to him and then Bernardo once uh, he's rotated out and David Silder is back um, could go up to a 9.5 or to a 10. Um, and Ooh, also, yeah, that's good. my defence, I've, I've spent too much money on my defence just because I couldn't resist um, 
uh, there were players that I wanted and I didn't really want any other expensive strikers or midfielders. So I just loaded up and put them all on my bench, which was a bit of a mistake. But, you know, I can I can take down Alexander-Arnold. He could change to a 4-5. Um, and that would be another 0.5 to, to put on. And that would take me up to Hazard at 10.5, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, but it does rely on having a 5.0 like Kennedy once his fixtures change or Neves still producing. Um, yeah. Yeah, what you also have there, which is yeah. smart, is um, you. Van Arnholt is one of those <clears throat> players who um, he's either awful or he's amazing and scoring goals every week. And obviously Palace's fortunes tend to go in, in line with that. So you could easily, when he hits a, a tough run of fixtures, get rid of him for a four and a half as well and save some money that way. But I love him. <laughs> Me too. He's great fun. <laughs> fun. Um, and I've, 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 he, he's somebody that I've regularly picked before as well. Um, so I, I totally understand why you would, why you would want him. But I, that's how I've um, had success with him in the past is I've sort of I, um, I, transferred him in and out I, a lot. I agree completely. I think he's a player when Palace have good fixtures, get him in. When they don't have good fixtures, like this Liverpool game coming up, uh, Liverpool at home next week, I think he's going to be on my bench. I think he might get you a goal in a 4-1 loss, but you know, is that going to make a great dis- difference to his score? Possibly not. And you might be better off um, sticking with the Liverpool defenders. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Andy. Right, should we... Um, should we move on? Sad as I am to move on from reviewing my team this week. Um, uh, should we move on to the upcoming fixtures? We're going to skip over the planning ahead section, which we normally do, because this is game week one. I think you know the planning ahead has already been done. There's n- nothing particularly on the horizon we have to look out for. Andy, you did mention um, in our preview pod that game week eight is possibly uh, a time to think about if you can hang on that long to wildcard because the fixtures change slightly. Um, but I think that's the only thing that we can, would mention in terms of planning ahead. Is that right? Yeah, I think there's going to be kind of two Jesus and there's going to be strategy one is wait for all the players to come back who've been jaded from the World Cup and strategy two is going to be based on the fixtures. So you'll get a few changes at week four or another set of wildcards, I think, at um, week eight. Yeah, I think that sounds sensible. Um, ben, anything more on planning ahead or should we move on to the next fixtures for next game week? Yeah, I think the only thing is, I think a lot of people thought that players would take some time to come back from the World Cup, but even in game week one, they're already appearing, like Harry Kane, Deli Ali came back straight away, Pogba came back straight away, so it, it may happen it may happen pretty soon. I agree. To me in that game, he really looked like he was tired and, and out of it. If he's going to play every game right from the start, I think this could be a, a quite a weak seat. I mean, obviously he's still going to score a lot of goals. He's Harry Kane, but I think he's going to have a weaker season than he has in the past few. I agree. And I think I would love, I would love that because then I won't, it's, there's no headache trying to get him. If he's like, yeah, 12. Yeah, 12. Okay, well, should we move on to the upcoming fixtures? Okay, so the first fixture we have of game week two is Cardiff-Newcastle. I'm going to come to you, Andy. 
Any thoughts on Cardiff Newcastle? You've got Kennedy in your team, I noticed. Yeah, I was I was uh, considering going going rogue and and captaining him for that one because uh, I think um, he is Newcastle's best attacking player by some distance. Uh, they seem to play through him a lot, and I don't rate Cardiff very highly. Um, so he was straight into my team based on that that fixture. I think um, it's definitely you've got Newcastle players in your squad. It's definitely a week to pick them. Yeah, not not a lot of goal threat from Cardiff against Bournemouth as well. So clean sheets for defenders, possibly. Yeah. I think um, also Cardiff possibly made Bournemouth look better than they are. So that's another thing that I've been bearing in mind. Yeah. And hopefully they can make Newcastle look better than they are. Fingers crossed. <laughs> especially, especially one player. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing to note that I noticed with Cardiff was their 4.0 defender started. Peltier? I think that's how you pronounce it, Peltier. So that that's maybe somewhere you could switch to, Ben, from Bednarek. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, other things, I guess, to note was um, with Newcastle, a change of striker on about 70 minutes, Sam- Salomon Rondon came on. Um, my my favourite from last season. Yeah, he's an interesting one there because um, wow. with, uh, with is it Hoselu Hoselu Hoselu, um, he yeah. isn't what you call a uh, you know a box play. in the box great goals, great scorer of goals. Good play. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but for some for some reason, I mean, obviously Rafa Benitez has his reasons, but he's had a lot of faith in him. And so even with Rondon coming in, you think, oh great, Hoselu never scores any goals. Rondon's a new striker; he's just signed. He seems to have like. I don't know, he used to have something about Hosolu that he really likes. Conversely, he did come off with a uh, a massive ice pack on his ankle. Oh, so, in the short term, yeah, so that he, there could be an injury there. So, um, it could be that the next few weeks Rondon plays, but in the long term, you see more of Hosolu. That's my theory. Yeah. My, my big th- fear with Newcastle players, and I think I mentioned this before, was their fixtures, apart from this one, are just brutal. Um, I'll, I'll read them out. So, Cardiff away, looking good. Then Chelsea at home, Man City away, Arsenal at home. Um, even after that, Palace away, which might have seemed like an all right game before uh, game week one, but that could be really tough. Um, Leicester at home, Man U away. So, it's a really tough run of fixtures. Um, you know, are you still going to stick with Kennedy through that, Andy? He's so cheap that I think I probably will do. I think I'll have higher priority transfers than getting him out. Um, I also think that probably Man United away isn't as hard as hard of a fixture as the game thinks it is. Um, I think that well, Arsenal we don't know yet. They might it might be a really hard game. It might not be. We don't know yet. Leicester, I think probably. I don't without Mares, I think Leicester are a much weaker team. And again, I think Man U beating Leicester was more of a sudden how bad Leicester are than how good Man United is. So I don't know. I think although the game has highlighted a lot of those as either grey or red fixtures, I think they're actually a little bit so some of them are a bit easier than they look. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think you even have to start him right, Andy. I feel like you're you have enough depth not to start. Well, he's not there to start exactly some of these games. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you have instead? Uh, more from my team, you mean? Yeah. Uh, well, I, 
my sort of long term planning was that um, I would have Kenny on the bench and Jota as the first team player. Um, I agree with you. Jota didn't look great in that first game. He looked a little bit off the pace to me. Um, I don't know whether that's just because he's you know still getting up to speed or whether that's just because he's now going to have to adapt. He's struggling to adapt to a new pace of the, of the game. Um, so we'll see how he fares over the next few games. Um, but yeah, my, my sort of my official first team is uh, now that I've got Richarlison, him, Salah, Sané, and Jota. Okay, so Richarlison came in for who? Uh, for um, Max Meyer. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. What, what I've done there is I've uh, I had to I had to get five million, so I've played a uh, I, I've taken a four point penalty, and um, I've lost Seamus Coleman and brought in Doherty from Wolves because he's a, a defender in the game, but he's clearly playing as a midfielder. So I thought, uh, and I saw him get, get forward and put a lot, a lot of crosses in during that game. So I've, uh, I've put him in for the next few fixtures um, to see how that goes. The, the fixture list for them, it's not sort of, it's neither bad nor good. Um, they've got Man City coming out, which is hard, but then most of their fixtures are kind of grey by the game's estimations. They're Leicester, West Ham, Burnley. Um, they've got Man U and then Southampton. So it's kind of a mixed um, middle-of-the-road fixture list. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, we'll come we'll come back to transfers. Sorry, that was us getting into the weeds a little bit. We'll come back to our transfers at the end and, and chat through that a bit more, Andy. But um, we're going to move on to the next fixture. Um, ben, what, what do you think about Everton-Southampton? So I think Everton will win this one at home. First time game of the season. I hate Southampton and Mark Hughes. I don't rate them at all, so... Maybe Everton 2 0 or 2 1 or something like that. Hopefully, our boy Richarlison keeps. I think he's an outside shout for captain. And if it wasn't Man City's home fixture against Huddersfield, I I think he's he's my vice captain at the moment because he's on form clearly. Southampton aren't very good. Everton are at home. It's his first home game. And, you know, he, he could get another couple of goals. Yeah. The only danger is. Mark Hughes good at parking the bus. Is he good at parking the bus? I don't know. Isn't he like? I feel like Southampton is a bus parking. Team. I feel like Mark Hughes isn't Sam Allardyce. I I feel like some of Mark Hughes's problems is that he still likes teams to slightly play football. He he built Blackburn mm. team and his Stoke team. He transferred Stoke from a park the bus to a football-playing team with, you know, Shakiri and um, other players like that who can keep the ball in attack. And, yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if he is a great one for parking the bus. I agree with that. Yeah, you might be right. I, a, it's sort of, he he first right. came to prominence I, with his Blackburn team, right? They had, like, and some David Bentley. exciting on the wings. Is it? And David Bentley. Ooh, David yeah. Bentley. Um, and what was that? A Turkish player he had as well. Muzzy, is it? No, that was Leicester. No, that was Leicester way back. Uh, yeah, a Turkish player in my oh, yeah. was in midfield. He scored a lot of goals. David Dunn was in that team as well. So they had basically a uh, a, a very attacking team and, and not much in defence. Um, so that, that's actually, I, I kind of think of Mark Hughes as that guy who has like flying wingers and um, goal-scoring midfielders rather than a bus parker. That's just... You mentioning that name, David Dunn, always brings me a smile. FPL legend. Uh, well, not just... <laughs> Yeah, but that. Do you remember when he tried to 
hit the the pass. <laughs> I don't know how do you, would you describe that. He tried to hit a pass round his leg, his right leg. Um, so you sometimes see players try and cross the ball um, with their wrong leg, um, and he tried to you do like that. a Rabona. <laughs> a Rabona, that's it. Rabona, yeah, yeah. Rabona just fell over. <laughs> 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 he played it about three times on match of the day that week. It was um, it pretty much destroyed his career, I think. But um, it always brings a smile to my face. Um, Okay, so we're we're all in agreement. Everton to to score a few goals then against Southampton. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely to beat them. Yeah. Um, okay. How about uh, Leicester Wolves? I guess this is my one to take. So, um, Leicester. I watched um, quite a bit of the game against um, Man United. I thought um, thought James Madison looked bright. Um, I don't think he looked quite up to full speed yet, but um, at 6.0, he, he definitely looks like a good shout. Um, maybe when their fixtures are a plum rather than a bit hit and miss at the moment. And once their team is a bit more settled. Um, yeah, I thought um, I thought their striker, Ian Acho, looked out of his depth against United again. I think he can often do that when he's up front on his own. He's quite slight and can kind of let the game pass him by. But against a team like Wolves, he could prosper. And Everton, sorry, not Everton, Leicester definitely attacked a lot against Man United. I mean, Andy, you say it was Leicester being bad that let United score. But actually, I thought United were on the back foot for quite a lot of that game and Leicester were pushing and had chances. And Ben Chilwell left back at 5.0. Um, he was looking fantastic, you know, creating chances, flying down that wing, giving Darmian lots of problems. Um, so I'm quite excited about some of the prospects in Leicester's midfield. You've got Gray at 5.5, who looked dangerous. Um, you've got James Madison at 6. Um, yeah, and Vardy came back and got his obligatory goal against the big clubs. Um, and I thought, despite... United getting two goals. I thought defensively they looked okay. Um, I thought Maguire looked strong coming back and 5.5 Maguire and all the goals at the World Cup is obviously highly owned because um, all the England fans who knew it was coming home, oh, it hurts to say that, um, have put him in their team. Um, I think he's another great shout um, for the season at 5.5. Maybe again when the fixtures turn, but you know, you can score a goal from a corner in any game. Um, so I predict goals in this game. I predict goals for Leicester. Um, Wolves' defence looked a little shaky, especially Willie Bolly, um, which is a hilarious name. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he looked pretty shaky. They looked a bit nervy against Everton. Um, is Bolly the one that is ridiculously tall? Is that yeah, that's a, him. Is... <laughs> he looks, yeah, I agree. He looks also he looks... kind of... Also brilliantly for somebody who has that name is he looks a bit wobbly to me when he runs. <laughs> He's kind of like a wobbly willy bolly. <laughs> That's a team name change, possibly. Wobbly willy. Yeah, yeah. I don't mention it. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I, I, I predict um, goals for Leicester. Um, but Wolves, I think, attacking-wise, I think they could get something. I think um, maybe... Maybe it's something f- for me to think about to get Neves in, or or maybe I I have a bit of patience and I say you know 
he wasn't a massive point scorer last season and in championships in terms of what it would have been FPL wise. Um, and can you remember who you were talking about in the preview pod who posted that uh, championship team, the points they would have got if the championship um, had an FPL scoring system? Can you remember the name of the guy? No, I don't remember. Do you mind uh, doing a quick Google? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do a Google. Because yeah, it'd be great to tell people what that was. Because I had a look at that um, quite a bit before I picked my game week one team. It was quite useful. So Neves didn't score. He wasn't in that team. It was basically um, it's basically a screenshot of the all-star team from the championship in terms of FPL points from last season. Neves wasn't in there because, like a lot of Wolves fans have told me, he's the assister of the man who gets the assist quite often in the championship last season. He scored outrageous goals, but mostly they were from outside the box um, or from free kicks. It wasn't that he was in the box or, you know, assisting directly. Um, it was more of a Xavi role. So maybe it's better to wait and see with him whether um, whether he's going to maintain this kind of crazy form or whether he's actually going to go back and, and sit a little bit more. We'll have to see whether Moutinho pushes him forward. Right, that's probably me rambling on a, about that fixture enough. Any any more thoughts on that? You guys agree or Andy? Um, well, I've obviously put in. I, I just mentioned I put in Doherty for the next week. I I think you can't really tell much about a team by watching them play Man United. They were last season, and I think it'll be the same this season. They made a lot of people look really good, and then stole like unjustified wins against them or draws um, and ended up finishing second in the league. So I, I don't know. I don't think you can, t- I, I'm staying away from Leicester at the moment. I'm not, I'm not sure whether they're going to be good or bad, um, but I don't think you can say they're going to be good based on watching them look good against Man U. Yeah. I feel like this will be a telling game to see if Leicester is actually decent or not. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really interested to see how this, how this game plays out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Andy's up again with Spurs versus Fulham. I think I'm watching Fulham quite closely for this one. Um, Spurs, I think they've got exactly the same team as last season, so we pretty much know all about them. Um, And players like Harry Kane looking a bit tired and jaded, but that's really the only interesting thing I can can think of to say there. Um, It's just a a carry-on. But for Fulham... They're a promoted side. Um, I think a lot of people are looking at Ryan Sessegnon trying to see whether he's worth more or less than the six and a half million they valued him at. So that's one player to look very closely at. They brought in a lot of interesting players, but obviously had a disappointing start to the season. Um, they're another team, along with Leicester, that I'm sort of not I'm trying not to read too much into the first game, but watching them closely for the first few games to see who really are their star players at this level. Is it is it still going to be Sessegnon? Is it going to going to change a little bit in this in this league? Um, and how are the, the new players going to fit in? I'm particularly looking at Mitrovic because um, I think although he's completely mental, he's a talented player. Um, he, he could, if he settles down and like finds a, a home that he's happy with at Fulham, he's one that could kick on. So um, don't have any players for them yet, but I'm, I'm watching them because if they do well, I think a lot of people could be transferring their players in if, uh, if things go to plan for them. Yeah. Just um, picking up on, on Spurs, um I was having a look at um, last season and Deli Ali's price. He's he's 9.0 this season. Um, do you remember what, what price he was last season? Has he fallen? 
I think he was in nine and a half last season. Yeah. So he had a bit, but not loads. Like he's dropping 0.5. Yeah, I think he like was nine. Changer. Yeah, I think he was nine five last season. Okay. He he finished the season on nine point oh, so maybe his value fell a, a lot at the end of the season. But I I don't know. He he scored. He looked good. Um, you know, all the pundits were saying that he was man of the match and he was a level above. And he scores goals. Um, he had a decent World Cup, not a, an outstanding one, but um, decent. And nine point oh, he could be a shout definitely. And he's probably someone. His ownership is only four point four percent at the moment. That's a huge differential. Um, they haven't got great fixtures, but Fulham at home. Um, although it's obviously not their new home, it's going to be at Wembley, I think. But that is their home from last season. And maybe a stadium where Fulham are going to feel a bit overawed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if anyone's looking for a differential, I think that's a good one. I actually agree with you. I think Deli Ali's one of those, like, um, he sort of plays in spurts. He, when he scores, he tends to score sort of on five or six consecutive games and then not score for five or six consecutive games. So the fact that he scored in the first game of the season is probably an indicator for him that he's about to hit a patch of form. Um, and he's obviously that little bit cheaper than players like Sané, Mane, Eriksson. Um, and as a short-term pick, he could be quite strong. Guaranteed yeah, to play, guaranteed. unlike a lot of those players. Yeah. Um, my, my kind of thoughts on Fulham were, I listened to this match on the radio and um, they sounded like they'd come up from the championship uh, they were going to stick to their game and play their you know, good attacking, passing football. But it sounded like it was possibly not the best strategy. Um, maybe they weren't quite a high enough level of that ability. Um, maybe kind of echoes of Huddersfield last season when they came up. I know they don't have quite the same philosophy, but they came up and they started trying to play football from the start and they got you know, wiped all over the floor with... Um, so um, I'm slightly worried for Fulham. They, they played really well against Palace, but I think the quality just wasn't there. Maybe that will come with the players they've bought. They've bought a lot of players and they have to bed those guys in. Maybe it will come, but I, I'm concerned that they can't, you know, just shut up shop in some games and and us. Um, so, yeah, I fear for them, especially against Spurs at, at Wembley. Okay. Um, West Ham Bournemouth, Ben. What what are you thinking? I'm thinking hopefully high scoring. And that's about all I won. <laughs> you want Josh <laughs> King? On, and I have Arnautovic, so... Um, I don't really know. It's hard to tell because West Ham's first game was obviously really difficult against Liverpool away. But maybe uh, I would love a 2-2. That'd be fun. But maybe maybe West Ham, I think, can win this at home. Yeah, I think that's a West Ham win. It's kind of hard to tell. I agree with you, Ben. Yeah. I, think that, I think that's, uh, to me, that's a nailed on West Ham win. I uh, Like I said, I don't, I don't think Bournemouth are a, a strong um, side this season. I don't think they'll get relegated, but I think they'll end up 15th or 16th. Um, whereas West Ham are a team that I think are going to finish top half. So I would definitely put money on. If I was, were I a betting man, my, my bet would be with West Ham on that. I disagree. I disagree. I think, um, I think, looking at the transfers that West Ham have made and the manager they've appointed, I agree that they should have a really good season. And I think they probably will have quite a good season. But I don't think that will start to happen 
for a little while. Their fixtures are really tough at the start of this season. And also, they've bought so many players. They've got a new manager, new set of players, and quite a lot of the new players are attacking players. Um, I think it's going to take a while for those ideas from Pellegrini to to come across. And they've still got some issues around the London Stadium and the fans and things like that. Um, so if things don't go well at the start, the fans could slightly turn against them and the atmosphere of West Ham can be pretty influential. So I would say that Bournemouth was so positive in the opening game. They're on a high. They looked really good going forward. I think they'll come into this confident. I think West Ham will be finding their feet slightly. Um, and I think I agree with Ben that there will be goals in this game, or at least that Ben hopes there will be goals. I think there will be, but I think it could be uh, it could be quite uh, equal, and I think Bournemouth could shade it. I really like the look of Ryan Frazier in uh, in the, the game week one game, and I think his his comments match today interview afterwards was. Uh, was brilliant. He said he was really positive um, and he was saying, you know, last season I didn't get as many goals as I wanted. I think he said he got five goals or three goals, something like that. Um, and he was saying, I want to push on. I want to get 10 or 11 goals, something like that. Um, and if he did at 5.5, that would be brilliant. Um, I've always liked Ryan Fraser and I think, you know, he would be a, a good shout for this game you know, it's it, it makes sense, like we are all talking about, to jump on these bandwagons early on because if they do turn out to be, you know, season long or, or at least, you know, eight, six, eight games long, get on them early um, before their prices go up and before they run out of form. So I, I think that he could be a good, good shot for this game. Um, I've always liked him too. I think he's a, a great player, but he seems to drift in and out of the team. And that, I think, has been more his problem than what he delivers when he's on the pitch. For some yeah. reason, Eddie Howe doesn't seem to see him as a core part of his first team, which yeah. um, I've, I've never really understood because I, I think he's a great player. I think um, he's one of the warmest, best attacking players. But um, yeah, because he, uh, he doesn't play every week, I've never really trusted him for fantasy. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, well, if he can nail down that start, and surely he will with that goal last week, um, if he can, continues his form, then surely he will be, stay in the team. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. He, he is in and out quite a lot over the years. Um, okay, so we've got Chelsea-Arsenal. I think this is my one. Uh, I'm obviously massively biased as an Arsenal fan, but maybe I'm biased with the opposition, having been an Arsenal fan through the last few years of Wenger. Um, I... I th- I was quite positive about this game before the season started. I thought Man City would be a tough opening, but I thought Chelsea in the second game, they didn't look great in the charity shield. They haven't had much of a pre-season. A lot of players returning late, new manager, um, new system. How are they going to adapt? But they looked fantastic against Huddersfield. I think you mentioned that, Ben. Um, yeah. They looked brilliant. Um, and... They have, they have loved playing Arsenal over the years. Not so much under Conte. We had Conte's number um, quite a bit. Um, but this is at Stamford Bridge, first home game of the season. Hazard will probably be starting. Um, Jorginho's looking good. Uh, the only question for me for Chelsea is Morata. Um, you know, can he can he get into some form? Can he score a goal? Um, 
he didn't he didn't seem to feature on the highlights that I saw um, of the Chelsea Huddersfield game, which is pretty bizarre when you consider the Huddersfield defence and team in general and how Chelsea played. So, yeah, that's just my concern with them is they're cutting edge up front. But if Hazard comes in, that's probably not a concern. Um, Arsenal uh, were outclassed against City. Um, the fans were slightly getting on their back. Passes were going astray. We played a 19-year-old French midfielder from the second division um, who was at fault for the first goal, which is madness. And um, things don't seem to have changed very much at all from the Wenger years. Um, but once Lacazette came on the pitch, um, late on in the second half, we looked like a serious threat up front. So hopefully he'll he'll learn from that and he'll play Lacazette. I, I think Lacazette was in a lot of people's fantasy teams and they'll be annoyed that he didn't start, but that was always going to be a possibility with Lacazette, Ozil, Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang. There's only four of those players to start in that 4-3-3 formation. Um, so one of them is always going to miss out. So that's something to be aware of, I think. But I think that's not going to be Aubameyang. Um, you know, he can play in the in the other two supporting roles to the main striker if he has to. Um, but Lacazette could miss out. So, yeah. What do I think in terms of the game? Um, I'll probably pass this over to Ben. What do you think? Ben? Oh, I think I think Chelsea win this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Chelsea Chelsea win this game. Um, I was watching. I actually watched their game yesterday, and Kante is actually an interesting player because now not the whole midfielder Jorginho is, and he was getting forward a lot for a, a five point zero mil midfielder, which I thought was was kind of interesting. And he scored the goal. Um, yeah, I think Chelsea just looked really good, <laughs> like way. But starting out the out of the gate um, and being at home, I I think they'll I think they'll sneak this maybe one nil or two one or something like that. I I do agree that Arsenal looked a lot better once Lacazette came on, and I feel like you have to start. You should, I mean, surely you've got to start Lacazette. Surely. What do you, you think, think of um, Ross Barkley started for Chelsea um, this week? Do you think he's likely to stay in the team? Yeah, I think based on the performance of, was it 4-0 against Huddersfield? I think he'll stay in the team and a lovely flick in the box um, for one of their goals, I think, or at least for one of their chances. Um, yeah, I think he'll stay in the team, but I'd, I'd like to see more in terms of end product before I considered putting him in my team. Yeah, I think that's that's obviously a fair comment. But um, he, yeah. at Everton... Spent a lot of time shooting from outside the box. Uh, a few scored a few goals. I think for somebody who was as sort of raw as he was under Martinez, particularly he he did quite well for fantasy. Yeah. Six million, um, which I think for a, for a starting attacking midfielder for Chelsea would be an absolute bargain. He could be one that really takes off if he stays in the team. Yeah. Did they? Did he start in the midfield three, or was he part of the forward three? Because I'm just. He was in the midfield three. He, he so was in the. He was in midfield three. I think that you may. Gonna... The, there may be rotation with yeah. Loftus Cheek. True. Was the only point. thing I was going to say. Yeah, and Loftus Cheek probably came back late 
having been away with England for the semi-finals. So that's something to keep an eye on. But they're both at a similar price, whichever one of them nails down a place. And both of them, I would say, a similar level of goal threat as well. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, I I think I'm I'm kind of blinded by my Arsenal (laughs) love-hate bias. Um, so I'm going to go with you, Ben. If if you say you think it's going to be a Chelsea 1-0 win, then fair enough. I, I I can't call this one, I don't think. Andy, do you concur? Uh, yeah, I think I think Chelsea will probably win it. I think they look more sort of, even though Sarri's only just arrived, he seems to have imprinted his ideas on the team more quickly than Emery has. I think they're just a bit ahead of where Arsenal are right now. And I think maybe it's just the, the the luck of how the fixtures fall. If you get Man City in the first game, your confidence is going to be knocked. You get Huddersfield and you hammer them 4-0 because they're Huddersfield. Maybe your confidence is going to be a lot higher. So that might have an effect as well. OK, fair enough. Um, Andy, what do you think about Burnley-Watford on Sunday? Very little. Truth. <laughs> 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 I've got a couple of things. What about <laughs> two assists, 4.5, Holobas left, left back for Watford? Yep, that, that's true. Uh, I don't think he's going to repeat the trick. Yep. <laughs> uh, he's great with a dead ball and he's, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's often got forward and got into assist positions in the past. I think it could be a good game, good game to, uh, to bend the me. See what I've done there, Ben? Um, <laughs> I think that's got yeah. nil written all over it. So maybe maybe Watford and Burnley defenders would be good. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be one for the spectators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think nil nil or one one. I really I kind of agree. I'd say if this was Watford at home, I'd be a bit more chipper about Watford's chances of getting goals, having you know looked good on the first game against Brighton. But Burnley at home is a nasty place to go. They've got, you know, a tough defence. They've just drawn nil-nil against Southampton. They love a, li- a nil-nil and they love a clean sheet. So, yeah, maybe we do bend the, bend the knee to this one. Okay. Um, that was a quick one. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, Pereira, 6.0. I, I've always liked Pereira, um, although I can't pronounce his name. Um, 6.0, two goals. Um, how are Watford's what fixtures? Does anyone know? Hold on. I, I will bring I don't have any. Uh, Burnley away, Sorry. Palace at home, Spurs, Man United, Fulham, mm. Arsenal, Bournemouth. Not great. Not great. They've got Burnley away and then they've got Spurs and United um, and Palace. So, yeah, not, not fantastic. Maybe, maybe one to keep an eye on. Okay. Um, Man City, Huddersfield, Ben. This is an easy one for you. Yeah, this is. Uh, this, I was going to choose Huddersfield as my whipping boys. Um, they just been beaten by Chelsea uh, three or three nil, I think it was. And City today looked really good again with that, and they didn't even start like De Bruyne and Silva and a lot of their their normal starters. So I think load up on City assets for this week. The problem is trying to guess which ones Pep decides to play. I'm, I'm nervous with Mares. 
I feel like Mars could get dropped for Sane or I mean who knows well, who really knows I, what Pep is gonna do. Um but yeah, I, got, I I think it's like gonna be a, a four four nil. I think we could be looking at a um, ridiculous. A uh, a new record. I think nine one is the record at the moment, isn't it? Do you reckon City could beat that? Really? Really? You think they're that bad? <laughs> No, I feel like Huddersfield yeah. will try and park the bus. So maybe I think, I think City are that good, though. <laughs> and I think that um, they've got two opportunities against Huddersfield and Cardiff this season to set a new record. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think what well, you're talking about rotation, Ben, I think I like to think that Pep will stick with the players on form. So I like to think that Bernardo Silva will stay in there having got a goal. Um, it's obviously not just about getting a goal. It's also about how they play. And I think you can be sure that Mendy will be in there. He got two assists. He looked fantastic going forward. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can yeah. bank on him playing against Huddersfield. I don't think we're going to be getting into the territory of Pep resting players because they're a crap team and they're at home. Um, I think he's still going to want to put down a marker, like you say, and go for records and you know really scare the opposition you know, the rest of the league by saying, look, we've hammered these guys. So I think Mendy, Bernardo Silva, Silva, I, my concern is whether Aguero starts or whether Jesus starts. But um, I'm, I'm going to leave him my team and just hope hope that he, he does start and that he gets uh, eight goals. <laughs> <laughs> and clean sheets, definitely, I think, for this one. So not just... It's be- oh, definitely yeah. Edison, um, you know, all the defensive players. Mendy, yeah. Me- it's all about Mendy. Okay, um, Mendy, yeah. I think I'm up next with Brighton, Man United. Um, Brighton looked terrible, uh, fair to say, against Watford. Um, will Man United, like you say, Andy, will Man United make Brighton look any better? Possibly. Brighton are at home. They've got a great set of fans. They like playing at home. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't see beyond a Man United clean sheet in this one. Brighton aren't great going forward. Man United, best defence in the league last season. But Brighton scored against it. Did they? Yeah, they, they beat us 1-0 last season. So there's, there's uh, history there too. Was that Brighton at home? I'm not sure, actually. It was the second fixture last season, but it was uh, definitely not a high point of last season. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to be led too much by that one result. I still think Brighton aren't great going forward. They've bought players that which they have to kind of gel together before they can actually put together some attacking football. So I, I'd still favour Man United clean sheet in this one. Not sure if I'd... I'd say that United are going to look great going forward and scoring goals, but I I back their defence. Luke Shaw, Darmian and De Gea for sure. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I hope we win maybe, I feel like, one or two now. Do you think? Maybe Luke Shaw hat trick. I'm full of confidence. I'm full of confidence in United. Maybe scrape a one nil Lukaku header. Lukaku back from the start in this one because Rashford I didn't think looked particularly good against Leicester. 
What do you he reckon? doesn't suit the system at all, does he? Like he's he's not a yeah. player who's going to like hold the ball up and like shield the ball from a couple of players and bring others into play. He's somebody who likes to get in behind the back line and run at people. Like he's yeah. just, he's never going to look good under Mourinho's centre forward. I don't think. I think um, Sanchez got his assist, his slightly fortunate assist. But I think our general consensus between us was that he looked really poor against Leicester. Would you agree? He is utterly awful as a signing for United. I do not understand what on earth Woodward or Mourinho is thinking bringing him into that squad. Like he's a player where his best years are behind him. Um, we already are completely overloaded in his position. Um, he's extremely expensive in terms of wages, and he's known not to necessarily. Um, you know, when, when things aren't going well, he's bad for the dressing room. Like, I just think that's the worst decision we've made in years. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it doesn't look like he's going to be starting up front like we some people were hoping as well. It looks like Lukaku will be back now and even before that Rashford started up front. So, yeah, as a fancy asset, um, not looking great. Um, okay, the last one of of next week, Crystal Palace, Liverpool. Um, I think this is you, Andy. Um, Liverpool looked excellent, didn't they? They looked like a really, like, they've kicked on from last season. Um, Naby Keita, I thought, looked like a really great signing for them. Um, he, while he's sort of more of a sort of central midfielder rather than an attacking midfielder, you saw him join the attack frequently. So if he continues to do that, he could be a great signing for fantasy, I think. Mane really put down a marker. If he scores more goals next week, then again, you'll see a lot of players transferring him in, I think. Um, I know only good things to say about Liverpool. Um, Palace, I think, could score. So you could see a Zaha goal in a 4-1 loss, something like that. Um, but I really think, I mean, Liverpool, I think they're going to be... Uh, that they're going to run away this like they're going to be up there with City for the first half of the season. They just look so strong. I don't think anyone's going to be able to um, stop them scoring. That's what I see happening. I agree. I can see Palace getting a goal, but I, I see Liverpool getting more. So, not one particularly for clean sheets in this game. I've got I've got quite a few Liverpool defenders. I've got Alexander Arnold, and I've got um, and I've got Andrew Robertson as well. Um, then I've got Patrick Van Aanholt and Juan Basaka. At the moment, my bus team, um, which is a term coined by the always cheating uh, guys who do a, a great podcast, I highly recommend always cheating. Um, they talk about their bus team. So it's a team, as soon as a game week kicks off, you go into your team, you click on my team and you set your team for next week in case you get hit by a bus. And I've always done this. I've always done this. I've always gone and <laughs> set my team just in case. I, you know, just in case. Um, yeah, and it, it's a great time. Just in case I get killed. Get people killed. will be like, oh, Duncan, he died, but he got a great score this week. Uh, put it up on the projector. <laughs> uh, home. Um, yeah. Uh, so I always do that. And my bus team for this week is currently Robertson, Alexander-Arnold, Mendy, obviously, and Patrick Van Aanholt. I don't know if that's madness, but who do I play? Do I play PVA or do I play Jota? What do you reckon, guys? Well, you've got to play one of the defenders, haven't you? Because you've got you've got so many of them from that. Um, 
from that game. Like, you, if you don't play any of those defenders, then you end up like completely ham. You've got to pick everybody else. Um, Van Aanholt could be the one who scores that one goal. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, I've got he's. I, I saw so as well. Yeah, I could I could leave out Van Aanholt and bring in Jota, and uh, it's, it is a bit ridiculous to assume that my one Palace defender is going to be the one that gets that one one goal in a four-one loss, isn't it? No one is Van Aanholt. <laughs> yeah, yeah true. Uh, this. The safe play is to play. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. The, the gamble is to play Van Aanholt. Yeah, okay. that's good to know. At least I know yeah. my barriers now. Then, okay, so that's that's kind of the fixtures in review. So following um, on, from... which by the way, Duncan, I think this is the moment that I have to bow out. Um, my time is up here. Okay. Thank you very much, so, Eddie. We will, will we be seeing you next week? You most certainly will. Excellent. Okay, all the best. Likewise, thanks, guys. See ya. Peace. Okay, Ben, just down to you and me now to pick out our whipping boys and our gut punts for the upcoming fixtures this week. So you've pretty much already mentioned that Huddersfield are going to be your whipping boys. That's right, yeah? Yep. And my gut punt, I'll probably go with I think Spurs players could do really well this week. Um, first game at home. So maybe like a Ben Davies. And I think we mentioned Delhi as well. I, I expect Ericsson to yeah. actually do well in this game too. So I think my gut punt is probably Spurs players. I think um, my gut punt for this week is um, the Terminator, Arnie, West Ham at home to Bournemouth. Oh, oh, I would love. It's gonna happen. Would love it's that. Such a machine. So good. Um, <laughs> I love him. Uh, he's coming straight into my team because that was my plan, and I, I love so much that I didn't get any injuries, so I can actually stick to my plan. That I don't think that's ever happened before. Always, when you make yeah. a plan of transfers in the future, you know, you get an injury or you get a player who didn't play. Um, but that's that's what I'm going to stick to, um, and his value is not going to go up. So I don't think I have any danger of losing out on a price rise for him. So here he's my gut punt. And I agree with you on the whipping boys, Huddersfield for sure. Okay. How about clean sheets? Do you want to go through and pick your clean sheets for this week? Yeah, I think I'm definitely hoping, I feel like a city clean sheet is almost close to nailed. So oh, I'm City Defender will be good. Oh, there, Manu... Should we take it in turns? One each. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll go for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I'll yeah, that's first. fair. I'll go for Newcastle. Cardiff. Mm. Cardiff, yeah. It gets tough. Then I think it gets a little bit more. It gets tough. I'll maybe go Burnley. Um, Burnley, yeah, who are they Burnley. playing? Watford. Fair, Watford, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with the next one, Everton. Everton at home to Southampton. I think uh, we've run out of good yeah, ones now. Good one. So Yeah, we've run out of good ones. 
Leicester, Leicester Wolves not going to happen. West Ham, Bournemouth is going to be goals. Chelsea, Arsenal is going to be goals. Crystal Palace, Liverpool is going to be goals. So yeah, let's leave it there. Okay. Um, how about your captains and transfers for this week? Yeah, so I feel like going Maverick and captaining. Well, is it really Maverick? I know. I want to captain. Is it Maverick? I feel Maverick. Maverick at the moment. It does feel Maverick. Because I think he will start because Pep took him off early for Jesus. So maybe he's just resting him for next week. I don't know. Um, so, and I actually think Palace, that would be a tough game. For, I thought Liverpool will win, Agreed, but it would yeah. be a tough game for them. And it normally, is a, it normally is a tough game for them at Selhurst Park. So it makes me think twice about yeah. captaining Salah. I mean, Salah would be a safe move. So right now, my bus team, which I like the term, um, is currently Aguero captain Salah Vice. And then I talked about it a bit earlier, but I feel I'm I'm someone whose strategy is to try and build team value early on in the season. So I actually don't mind taking hits early on in the season if I can catch price rises. So I'll be monitoring the Mendy price rise and I'm probably going to go Darmian to Mendy. Um, and then I, I will need to get rid of Edison because I already have three City players. So I'll probably go Edison to a, a 4.5 goalkeeper. So that's my current plan, which would be taking a hit, which isn't great, but I feel like I need to get on them. So Mendy coming in and a 4.5 keeper. Any ideas who the keeper might be? What's your preference at the moment? I think probably Ben Foster. Uh, Watford's fixtures are kind of mixed, but I think they're, they're better than Fabianski, who's the other popular pick. West Ham fixtures are terrible. And then some people are going for the Wolves keeper, uh, Rui Patricio. But I, th- I, think, that, I think that Watford... Uh, actually, I have no idea. I feel like maybe Watford are slightly better defensively than yeah. Wolves. So you're going to go... But yeah. You're going to go Ellison down to a 4.5. And that 4.5 is going to be your only playing keeper for a little while, I'm guessing. So it's, it's got to be... <laughs> Yeah, and, and then I'll need to uh, I'll need to get Hamer yeah. in at some point because I need a playing place reserve goalkeeper. I'm just hoping Hamer de- Hamer doesn't rise in price. That's the thing you're saying about taking hits stuff. to avoid. Um, I think that's the one to watch. Yeah, I can't see I can't see a four point five yeah. keep a four point zero keeper called Ben Hamer playing for Huddersfield suddenly flying up in terms of price. Um, early on I think that'll take a little while normally the 4.0 keepers I remember was it uh, Elliot for Newcastle it took a little while for his value to yeah. go up. yeah what a legend legend um, yeah so I think you're alright <laughs> to wait on Harmer for a little while I might be wrong you know there's a good site I think I sent to you guys um, on the WhatsApp this week for tracking price rises I don't know if you use it um, but fplstatistics.co.uk is the one I use to track price rises. It's, it was pretty accurate last season. Um, yeah. It doesn't look great, but it's it's very effective and it's quite easy to understand once you just kind of breeze over um, the interface. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've, I've, I've used it for a while now. It looks like Luke Shaw, Juan Bissaka, Neves, other ones are about... Uh, Shaw's about on 99.7 yeah. and he's rising quickly. So he's... Yeah, it's a strange one. It's just because he's scored, isn't he? Because he's not going to be in that team possibly even next week. You know, Mourinho will troll him enough to bring Ashley Young back as soon as possible. So, yeah. Um, Mourinho <laughs> can't wait to drop Luke Shaw. Soon, as soon as he does something wrong, <laughs> even he might give him a start next week, but as soon as he's done something wrong, he's out. So, yeah, the big one to, yeah. to, to note there, I think, is Wan-Bissaka. If you haven't got him in and you want a 4.0 defender... Um, he obviously got an assist and three bonus this week and Palace's fixtures are great um, after this Liverpool game. So he's about to go up. He's on 99.4. Once you get to 100, then uh, you're in the red zone for those players going up by 0.1. And the other one is Neves. So that's something for me to think about. But it doesn't really matter with Jota at um, 6.5. I can drop down to Neves and I've still got loads of cash, even if he's he's gone up a couple of point ones um okay so that's your captains and transfers um i agree with you on the aguero pick my bus team has aguero captain currently um a bit interesting on the vice captain it's richarlison which i think i mentioned before i've not gone for salah which is um which is completely against my plan pre-season which is the same (laughs) as last season my plan i think i talked about it on the podcast last season was Captain Salah every week. Um, I think about midway through the season, I was saying that, and I didn't stick to it, and I, I paid the price for it. I was hoping that I could stick to it this week, but there's always going to be these fixtures when you have Man City at home against Huddersfield, and you're pretty sure that Aguero is going to start up front, and they might get you know four or five goals, maybe more. So and it's tough, and I think Richarlison... Home against Southampton, I really like that. So yeah, I think Salah this week was was left behind a little bit. He only got eight points, I think. Um, yeah, didn't get bonus, yeah. I don't think. So yeah, I think it's picking the weeks maybe, and this week was one of them. And hopefully next week will be one of them as well. Um, in terms of transfers, yeah, I've mentioned before, um, Arnie's going to come in. I'm going to stick to my guns. I might even do it early um, just to make sure I've done it and I don't um, give myself a choice. Um, But I can't see his price rising at all. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be my captain in transfers. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I think it looks good. Your team is good. kind of envious, (laughs) but... um, It's fine. (laughs) I'm actually glad Matt's not here because Matt's team... Matt's got more... Yeah, Matt's done even better and he's not on the podcast. So surely he'll come back next week and he'll get, you know, 30 points or something like that. And that'll be great. That would be hilarious. (laughs) We will have no mention of game week one after this. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think even even by game week one, kind of a template forming, right? With like, I feel like Mendy, Robertson... Um, I guess the big the open question is which which forward really starts doing it. Um, hopefully, hopefully. I'm I'm so week. surprised this season by looking at the teams of some of the really big names in fantasy football. So all the fantasy football scout people, um, how light up front people are going. 
quite yeah, a common template cool. is one 11 million Aguero or Aubameyang normally. And then, you know, either side of him, a 6.5, a 7.0, nothing much happening. I've seen even Mark on Fantasy Football Scout has got nothing except for King, Mitrovic and maybe Arnie, maybe Zaha. I can't remember which one, but he hasn't even got an, a, a big hitter up front, which personally I think is madness. I mean, who am I to criticise? But yeah, everyone seems to be going really light up front, which is refreshing. A big change from last season. Yeah. Yeah. Really Ronka's team is, is looks really good this season too. He's got he's got Robertson, Mendy. He's only he's got one big hitter, Aguero. And then he's got Mane, Eriksson, Salah in midfield. And wow. Richarlison. So he's wow. got a good team. Okay. Did you find him on Twitter? Yeah. How did you find out his team? How did you find out his what team? Oh, I well, the game week's over, so you can you can find his team. Well, now. you just Google <laughs> Villaronca. Yeah, like you can you can find his if you Google Villaronca, you'll be able to find his FPL team. Uh, so I like to look at his team, and I I also look at Mark Mark's team as well, and then um, Jay, what's his name? Jay Eggers yeah, you- as well. Those are kind of the, those are kind of ones I like. Yeah, to look at. I really recommend Jay Egerstorff's, um YouTube channel. Um, I really liked it last season. Just kind of short little ten minute uh, pieces of advice. Um, and I think he's the the number one Hall of Fame for fantasy football in terms of kind of his average position over the years. But I really like his advice. It's not too specific. But it's just general fantasy football thinking, which I really like. Yeah, nice one. Okay. Any other business, Ben, or shall we sign off? No, I think I think we all started pretty well this season, right? I think it feels good. It does it feel good. good. I mean, feels like a big change from last season for me, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm still monitoring Gary, my nemesis. Uh, he's Has also he? What's started he on? pretty well. Um, so he will be on... So he's on 61, but he's getting Nevers 12 off the bench and Tompkins 6 off oh, the bench. Oh, no. So he'll be the... I <laughs> know, classic, classic guy. Um, so he gets 18 points off the bench. He'll, he'll have the same amount of points as me. I think. Yeah, there's going to be some serious competition this year if we keep like this. Yeah. Long last. Yeah. Might, might have to, yeah. Is it because they're listening Clearly. to our pod? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> nice one, Ben. All right. We'll see you next week. See you next All week. Right. Bye. All the best, bye.